Welcome back, Otafest listeners, to this week's Otafest podcast episode. I'm Jay, and joined by me are Nancy and Angelo. My God, it's like could you have guessed? I certainly couldn't. It was a surprise to me too, listeners. Before we get too far, Otafest 2022 early bird tickets are available. Head to otafest.com for all the details. Artist Alley and vendor applications are open, so remember to get those submissions in. And a quick reminder that Otafest 2022 will be a two-day event rather than our traditional three-day event. In keeping the interest of everyone's health, we will be requiring that all attendees have masks and will be checking for vaccinations. So we'll see you at Otafest 2022. We'll see you there. Planning is well on its way. I have signed some contracts. Nice. Contractual obligations. I've heard of other contractual obligations. Oh. I, some of the things I wish I could talk about. You can't start like that. (laughs) Yeah, right? Jesus. (laughs) What? What the heck? What no, is the point? No. Of I, there is that? no point to that. I just cut out that whole line. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god! Dear goodness! I said that, right. and I was like, "Where the hell do I go from here?" Just because of you, I, I just... we're keeping it in <laughs> to shame you, <laughs> to shame you, and you shall never forget. I have contractual obligations that I am allowed to talk about. Oh, nice. What are a, they? That's a story for another. Oh, actually. Okay. Now that you actually asked. <laughs> oh, my you God. Get it. I was not what expecting you to actually ask. <laughs> you yeah, but why just... would you bring it up? <laughs> <laughs> for the funnies. This, oh, my God. By the way, this is episode okay. 163. Uh, This is the 16th episode of season seven. These two have been with me, I think, for about two and a half seasons at this point. We're very good. (laughs) We're very Uh, good. We're skilled at what we do. We are very skilled. It's true. All right. Nancy, go ahead. I get to work on a uh, radio play slash audio drama about an MMO. Oh, my God. It is going to be so much fun. And it's being written and mostly performed locally. So I'm super pumped. Nice. Can yeah. we know what the Mimo is? I I will let you know what the Mimo is when we start releasing the episodes, which should be very soon. Nice. Okay, Indeed. fine. But I am allowed to talk about the fact that I am working on it. Okay, that's fair. Do you play a character or are you a narrating voice? I both? am a player and character. In that <gasps> oh, oh my god, god. she's a pro tag. Mm-hmm. She's a pro tag. It's almost like you're voicing dot hack sign. Oh shoot. I really hope not because I don't really want to get trapped in that world yeah, as the voice you're... actor for it. You are you are going to be the the person who gets like isekai'd into the MMO. Is Sword Art still popular? Sword Art? Oh, is it? Yes. I don't know. I just mentioned dot hack and I was like, to me that's always like sort of the not original isekai there's a lot of isekai uh way before that but like that sort of of digital isekai isekai, other than like digimon for example but i was just like once you mentioned it i was just like sword art kind of became a big like kicking off sword art is probably the huge popular digital isekai even though dot hack was like way before it it. yeah but off the top of my head like there's also something like overlord where uh 
the guy, the 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 protagonist, was literally in an MMO. He was logged into an MMO when the servers shut down, and that's oh, yeah. how he got uh, isekai'd into the world, where all oh, his boy. friends' uh, NPC characters be- became alive. And, I remember uh, another one called uh, the Tower of Draga. I didn't watch Tower of Draga. I didn't realize it was isekai. I, uh, I heard uh, it. I think it is. I think okay. the anime of it is. The I think the anime is, but maybe the original source isn't. But whatever. Mm. Anyways, congratulations, Nancy. Yeah, cup, that cup, sounds cup, pretty cup, cool. Cup, that sounds cup, like cup, a lot of fun. Cup. It'll be a ton of fun. Uh, there will be some voices that you guys will also recognize, other than me. Oh my god! Oh yeah. my god! I'm will so I recognize excited. my voice there? <laughs> I will not recognize my voice there. I'm not part uh-huh. of it. I'm not a voice actor. But have you ever thought about it? Yes. Several times. Like at least twice. <laughs> at least? At least twice. twice. At least, but not only limited to twice. At least means that it could be a great deal. I could possibly, if I said at least twice, I could possibly have never stopped thinking about it in the last 12 years. Have you been burning with, like, a desire to ask questions about this this whole time and you just never brought it up? No, not really. I'm pretty bad at asking questions. (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) That's a lot funnier than... (laughs) Honestly, like... Have you ever been in that situation where, like, someone's like, yes, you can ask anything you want, and you say, like, no thoughts, head empty. But then they start <laughs> saying something, they start talking again, and the instant they talk, it whatever, something they say just jogs something in your mind. It's like, oh, now I have a question about that. That This is perfect. But the moment and, is uh, gone. If you don't, if you don't, like, immediately interrupt everything everyone is saying at that given point in time, you will literally forget at. it in three seconds. Everyone, mm. this is how Angelo's brain works. If he interrupts you, it is from the goodness of his heart. And also just how his brain works. And that's why I'm constantly interrupting things on the podcast. Like that is, every episode. That explains a lot. <laughs> but In it's a good all way. for the good of the episode, clearly. 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 Always. Anyway, on to more sad news. So uh Nobumoto Keiko. Uh, prolific, prolific writer who has probably worked on one of your favorite anime has unfortunately passed away. Uh, she worked at a on... pretty young age too. Yeah, uh, it's it really is sad, especially when you look at her resume like Cowboy Bebop, Wolf's Rain, Tokyo Godfathers, Carolyn Tuesday, Samurai Champloo, Space Dandy. If you know any single one of those names of those pieces of work. You know they were all, absolutely all of them, uh, a masterpiece. Yep. Uh, but she died of cancer, unfortunately, on December 1st. And she was only 57. Apparently it was complications uh, combined with a stroke as well, so... Oh my god. Tough stuff. I, it is very tragic. Definitely but had yeah. like a few moments of silence after hearing the news. Specifically, she was the head writer for Cowboy Bebop and Wolf's Reign. Um, she also worked on Knocking on Heaven's Door, which is the uh, Cowboy Bebop movie. Oh, that movie yep. was so good. Um, that movie, movie actually, great. it introduced me to Cowboy Bebop. She also mm-hmm. worked on Kingdom Hearts. 
Really? So, that's yeah. kind of interesting. I mean, if if those animes aren't your sort of deal, Kingdom Hearts is a lot of people's deals. A lot of things. So, oh yeah, they are not mine, but those Kingdom Hearts really, uh, really has a probably a bigger audience than actually even all the animes she's worked on. Not to say that those animes are insignificant at all. So, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Although it I mean, when it comes crazy. to Tokyo Godfathers, I mean that. It's the right season of the year to be watching it. I tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If you're not taking some time out of your busy Christmas schedule to watch yourself some Tokyo Godfathers, I don't think we can be friends. Also, also, not related, and I don't want to tie it in in a bad way, but just speaking of Cowboy Bebop, if you haven't heard... It's already been canceled. Yes, the Netflix yeah. adaptation, there is not going to be a season two. And that is really surprising to me. Not going to lie. <laughs> Considering they had actually set up for a lot of the remaining story that they had covered in the anime, but hadn't been touched in that first season, it's kind of surprising. Like they definitely set it up with, you know, every expectation of there being a second season. Well, I mean, I feel like my to... my guess here is that like it wasn't received too well, but like you're right that there was a lot of setup at the end for, you know, the continuation of it. It's probably a cost thing as well where they were just looking at it and it's just like we didn't get a great review. It probably cost them more than they wanted to or expected to. So, all things being equal, they were like it's not worth it. Let's work on Unfortunately for me, One Piece, which is going to be their next oh, right. live action anim- adaptation. Oh my so, god! So uh, yeah, I just I forgot that that was happening. Holy moly! I the am cast worried. again, sort of like Netflix and uh, Cowboy Bebop's like sort of recognition power. They have some interesting picks. Some they look like good fits for their roles. I just. Uh, you know what the Look, difference with I don't one watch piece a lot though? of anime regularly, but One Piece is sort of my go-to thing still. So I'm hoping I'm hoping if they for did, good. If they did everything that they did with Cowboy Bebop, but with One Piece, it would probably actually work. That that's the difference. Like One Piece by its nature is very goofy, very kind of slapstick, sometimes serious, but often just off the rails kind of property. And so, while Cowboy Bebop tends to be more, it leans more to the noir, sometimes more to the western, usually on this more serious side of things, that casual jocular tone that they did with uh, the Netflix Bebop mm-hmm. might actually work with, with One Piece. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not going to hold my breath for it. Again, for but me, it could work. Like we did the episode that we did talk about Cowboy Bebop live action. We mm-hmm. dissected about the reasons why it may not be successful, uh, other than like when we know now. But uh, just the idea being like line delivery, writing for anime is not the same thing as writing for live action. So, if anything, you would hope that they could learn from that. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. good God, please! Yeah, like if they if they had to write it like anything, write it like Lazy Town. Like take. 
take something that's like a a, a, a children's property. Because like unlike Cowboy Bebop, it's it, it was a sane in anime. It was made for like teenagers and and young adults. Whereas mm-hmm. whereas One Piece is definitely skewed more towards the lower end of the age range. Like it's more for the twelve to fourteen year olds. Now that I think about it, Lazy Town isn't made for twelve to fourteen year olds. I was no. just that old when I first <laughs> when it came out. Did you say adult? Hmm? Young adults for Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop is definitely a young adult to even help. Anyone can enjoy Cowboy Bebop as long as they're not too young. If they're if they're too young, then you probably shouldn't be letting them watch Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Regardless, I uh, like I said, I'm 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 a little bit sad about Cowboy Bebop because uh, you know obviously it's a classic, and I've said this about other series in generals and other uh, franchises. When something comes out, maybe it's an adaptation or a sequel that you don't like. Remember, you always have the original thing that you do like that still exists. So just go watch regular Cowboy Bebop. And like the Avatar, the Airbender movie that never was a movie. uh, You know, there's a lot of things that you can just ignore and you can still just stick with the source material. I'm hoping I don't have to do that with One Piece, but I assume I might have to. It's just like how episodes one through three and seven through nine don't (laughs) don't tarnish the glory that was the star wars christmas special you know just because those other things exist don't make the star wars christmas special bad uh i've never actually seen the star wars christmas you're you're allowed to like what you like (laughs) i should actually be saying the star wars christmas special doesn't make the original trilogy worse. <laughs> Before we move on, though, I want to make a correction. I I confused Keiko Nobumoto's passing with a different writer. She did not pass away from complications combined with a stroke. That was a different writer, Ms. Anne Rice, who was known oh. for the vampire Lestat and the interview with the vampire, etc., etc., setting us all up for a future with Twilight in it. Oh, my God. Yes. That Anne Rice has also passed away this weekend. I enjoyed Anne Rice stories, even though I've literally only watched the movie Interview with a Vampire. I thought it was good. It was like, good. I really liked that movie. It was great. But I don't know if anyway, I've ever not to divert partaken. too much, but that was a mistake on my on my part. Is okay, no worries. But you know what wasn't a mistake on our parts? The video game awards results. Yeah, let's go. We were so good. We were great. We were great. I actually, so um, someone I know who listens to podcasts, uh, listened to the video game award. Uh, episode which was of course last episode and they were like I don't know if I agree with what you guys said about like this is pre results of course uh, about like uh, who's gonna agree, win video agreed game with award. our guesses or agreed with yeah. certain things we said about our guesses no no just like they were like out of the categories for the game of the year mm-hmm. uh, they were like no you're, like because we generally chose it takes two we're, we're like we looked at all of them some of them were like Angela was saying, like, "Oh, I haven't seen enough of it. I don't know about it." Um, Nancy, you were saying you have played Takes Two. You were like, "It's a great game." I haven't played it, but I watched it, and I sort of try to pay attention to, even if I've watched a lot of the games, or like I try to 
pay attention to what I would call it's like durability in terms of like lasting popular um, pop culture sort of relevance, right? Mm -hmm. And we chose generally, like generally speaking, we chose It Takes Two. Uh, and my, my friend disagreed and was like, well, there's like just other games that just seem like they would hit m- okay. like more commonly and whatever. And I, but the reasons we gave were things like it, it sort of hits on different notes than other games normally. Um, the multiplayer aspect is a plus, like it's, it doesn't take away from the game at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it just hits different and it won and probably for pretty much all of the reasons that we described the way that we felt about the game mm-hmm. um aside from cuz it's not like there were you know bad uh nominees but no they usually just they 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 were just more uh more of the same kind of thing you normally see not to like say they don't distinguish themselves in any way but it takes to absolutely distinguish itself in several ways so we we win. We win. We chose the right game. <laughs> I I'm very so pleased take that. that it won. Um yes. I thoroughly enjoyed the gameplay, the storytelling, the music. Like again, I'm just re-justifying why I wanted it to win and I'm very pleased that it won. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the only reason that I know about this game is uh from Take Two suing them, but also because <laughs> like ever since it came out, every week one some vtuber that i'm following is playing it on stream with someone else and Mm -hmm. i'm just like you know what i'm not interested today but the fact that i've been seeing it consistently being played by someone streaming uh Mm -hmm. over the course of like a year i mean that's that's the the thing i actually meant to say like i didn't i didn't mention it but because i actually didn't really know but i was like it takes two has been out for a while like in, in, over the course of the year, and I just double-checked, it came out on March 26th, which is still, you know, first, literally first third of the year, or first quarter of the year. And, um, you know, we kept on hearing about it. You still see people play it. There, But then there was games like Deathloop, where, which were also, you know, highly anticipated and highly touted as a, as a you know, potential game of the year. And it also was uh, in s- multiple categories for, you know potential wins but it also it only came out like maybe a f- couple months ago i want to say maybe two and a half months ago it's not hard for a game like that to sort of you know be more immediately relevant and and more heard of but in today's day and age you know where things just blitz by you you know with every new release iteration or new announcement it takes two has what Angelo was saying, staying power. So, and again, it brought things to the table that most other games don't bring that are always a positive, like multiplayer can also swing it like negatively or just like the co-op or the storytelling. But everything about it just seems really on point. And like as Nancy played through it, she would know I've seen enough gameplay. I'm like, yeah, it's fun. So, Angelo, you should play with Dio. I oh, think totally. it's a great game. I, I would could. absolutely watch that again. Yeah. So you can anticipate that. What I didn't mm-hmm. didn't anticipate is what was most anticipated. My I God. personally got this wrong because I totally was like, yeah, Elden Ring is probably probably deserves the thing, but everyone knows 
sequel to Breath of the Wild. That, that one's going to get the, that one's the points. Nintendo fans are yeah. going to be out there. You don't even need to give it a title. You just have to say it's the sequel to Breath of the Wild and people. That, but no, Elden Ring, the game that actually deserved the award, won the award. Good God. I don't think we really, we weren't really sure. Like we knew that Elden Ring was super anticipated. You actually did argue for it. I sort of argued against it, just saying like, because it's not a sequel, it makes it less anticipated in some way, or that's how I feel. But uh, we did mention either that way, sequels, Elden Ring they have it. that they have that hype factor that if the first game was already good, the sequel yes. is something where people are going to get more of the thing they liked. Uh, but having that said, like the reason why I would say that Elden Ring deserves it more than something like Bre- sequel to Breath of the Wild is that. Well, for one thing, it's got a real freaking title. Uh, it's a spiritual successor to other games that people love. So effectively, it could be considered a sequel, but it's completely fresh, completely new. Everything that you're going into it, other than the general play style, is, is something that you can enjoy, that you can take in, that you can reevaluate. And on top of that, like there's gameplay trailers. People yeah. know what they're getting into. Whereas <laughs> sequel to Breath of the Wild, that's it. That's all there is. And, and they still didn't frankly, announce anything else for that. I'm glad that the Nintendo fans didn't win that one. They didn't deserve Look, it that time. I'm just happy it wasn't Starfield because none of us knew anything about Starfield. <laughs> we well, were I'm like, what sure, is this? Just because none what of us this? had ever heard of it before means that it wasn't going to win. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Like, I made I'm not that three of out of touch, See, boomer. Here's the thing. Here's the but thing. We're not. We're not, say, we're not saying that we're like. Yeah, we're we're never like the most on top of it in terms of like media uh, knowledge and pop culture knowledge. But I would say that because we're less super into like hype circles, but we're in like we're a little bit more fringe. It's actually it also a better, insulates it's us a, a little bit from hype. Yeah. No, it insulates us from hype, but that's the reason why we're actually better at figuring out some, uh, like something like, yeah, like uh, potential, you know, whatever. Because if it's sort of, it's like back in the day, Pokemon. Our parents did not grow up with Pokemon. It is our generation who grew up with Pokemon. My mom probably only barely knows what Pikachu is, and she probably doesn't know any other Pokemon. But... Because Poke, like it takes a huge amount of recognition and brand power, even she would know like Mario, Pokemon, that kind of thing. So that's sort of where we're at, except st- still a little bit better, but we'll age ourselves out naturally. It'll be fine. <laughs> Man, you started saying like, yeah, we know how the Pokemans works. And I was like, yeah, I know the Poker rap. I could almost sing the whole thing if if I had the music going on the back. And that's only like, one tenth frankly, of the Pokemon. After after the after Gold Silver Crystal, I couldn't name almost any Pokemon. <laughs> I think the only Pokemon that I can name after that is Emolga, and that's because of how much it pissed me off in Pokemon Black and White. Oh, because and it has just... static. And every time you hit it, you got paralyzed? No, it's a it's a flying electric Pokemon. I, I've yes. ranted about this, I'm pretty sure, on the podcast before. But <laughs> so you go you up to the electric gems, moves? 
every single NPC yes. on the way to the ground gym is like, oh, the next gym's an electric gym. You'd better bring yourself some ground Pokemon. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. We're in this desert here. I'll, I'll pick up this this snappy little crocodile thing. It's like, it's ground dark. It's kind of cute. Mm-hmm. I'll grind a little bit of it, and I'll ha- I'll just sweep this gym, and we'll. And then she throws out an Amolga, and none of the ground attacks work. And she's yeah, using flying fun. attacks on the ground thing, and it just it's a one shot. I spent an extra hour and a half trying to grind this stupid thing. And, it also uh, does have static for what it's worth. So when you hit it, you can get paralyzed. So I was right so about that. So I that's finally, I finally take down one, and she sends out another goddamn Amolga. She just has two of these flying electric rats, and it's just like, yeah. I understand if if I made the choice of of getting a ground Pokemon, like if if no one had just said if the NPCs were like, oh, the gym coming up is an electric gym. And I was like, haha, I'm going to go find myself a ground Pokemon because I'm smart. Then I could blame me for it. But the NPCs, they're always like, oh, it's an electric gym coming up. You'd better bring a ground Pokemon. They baited me into it. They just, Here's a question. They I were have. just like, Dude, we're going to do this to you and you're going to feel like such a goddamn idiot for listening to the game. And I'm like, I yeah. have two questions for you. I two do questions. feel like an idiot. <laughs> first question. First question would be. How old were you when you played this? Pokemon White? Yeah. Like, I was like 25. Okay. Now, understanding that Pokemon is a franchise for children, which is okay, I'm not. But do you think that, like, Emolga inclusion for that gym leader screwed up kids more or screwed up you more? Oh, it absolutely screwed up me more. Absolutely. Okay. Just to be clear. 100% kids they would have been like oh oh what a cheeky thing it's a good thing I didn't bother catching a ground Pokemon because all I care about is having my starter so here's and the other thing. me uh, uh, the the learned adult is like I want to sweep through this game as fast as possible because I got shit to do and then it wastes mm-hmm. an hour and a half of my time grinding this stupid goddamn ground Pokemon I'm gonna go ahead mm. and say that if you had ground Pokemon, they probably learned rock moves, and Amolga's super weak against uh, rock moves. You should have just used rock moves. But anyways. Uh... <laughs> Every time someone brings up Pokemon Black and White, that's the one experience. That's the only uh-huh. thing I remember from that game. How stupid the electric gym was. Uh. Quickly back to uh, Video Game Awards. I just wanted to say, so we didn't put this in the podcast because we we're just talking about things like before and after but we didn't actually mention it during the show um we did talk about a couple other categories before that um best fighting game because angelo and i are both in, into fighting games except he doesn't really play that many anymore i think and i still sort I of like fighting do. games but i can never really invest myself in them that, that that's yeah, really what it, it comes it, down to getting yeah. getting super like competitive about it but like uh, for that one, Guilty Gear Strive one, which is like an easy pick to win. Um, I think the only other contenders in the thing were like Street Fighter Five or maybe uh, Melty Blood or Grand Blue Versus. And Street Grand Blue Versus, I think, it. is great. Uh, Melty Grand Blood, Blood, I, I haven't played, but I've only heard good things no. about. I, Street I Fighter Five is finally like Blood. finished. Yeah. And then we but, I mean, Guilty also... Gear is Guilty Gear. Guilty Gear wins. Behind behind the screens, <laughs> we also talked about like best ongoing category, which uh, Final Fantasy uh, fourteen online Final Fantasy one, which 14 was, won. 
it was uh, a pretty much 14. I had to say it was probably a, pretty much a gimme in that category. Like Genshin's in there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apex is in there as well. Fortnite, like lots of Here's big the big name games. So Endwalker did Endwalker release after the Game Awards? Uh, I or believe did it... so, but I don't think. Do like, you think if Endwalker came out sooner? I, I I know a lot of people love Endwalker. I'm not saying that Endwalker is bad because I literally don't know. But do you think the experience of trying to get into the server with like the f- 3,000, 4,000, 7,000 people queue trying to get into the server, do you think that would have made it potentially lose? I So Endwalker came out different on different days depending on where you lived, I'm pretty sure. So Did that it? probably helped its release. Yeah, I'm like fairly certain. Um, because... The release date was December 7th, which was oh, like literally two ago. days before v- uh, Video Game Awards. But anyways, uh, I think res- regardless of that, it has a stronger player base and it has like more, I think it's older than Genshin by a couple oh, of absolute, years at least. By a so long it shot. kind of, it helps its argument for ongoing because you actually want to be going for longer, not What happened shorter. with the, with Final Fantasy fourteen, A Realm Reborn, didn't that come out around like 2016, give or take? That was a, a good question. A Realm Reborn, what, yeah, I think that's uh, 2015? That sounds about right. Because with Final Fantasy fourteen. uh, when it released, it was actual trash. I'm like, just trying to remember when garbage. I saw it at a PAX. It's been and a Sony went it down, took it down, rebuilt it from the ground up, and then re-released it as Realm Reborn. Yes. And yeah. people yes. were like, wait a minute, this is amazing. I'm like yeah, looking it up. I remember going to the launch event at PAX, and they yeah. gave me a giant t-shirt for it that I couldn't wear. <laughs> uh, I think you mean a dress. That's sleepwear. Uh, also, yes, to both of those. But, so I just went on the Wikipedia page. Uh, the original release date for when the original Final Fantasy fourteen sucked was August 27, 2013. So, solid seven years right. ago now. Um, and so, it in must the be actual article, 2015 that it came out as a Realm Reborn. Yeah, in, in Wikipedia, the second paragraph of the intro about, the, about Final Fantasy fourteen is, The original Final Fantasy fourteen released in September 2010, was a commercial and critical failure. (laughs) (laughs) Critical failure. Yeah. But that was actually the 2010 version of the game. So this game has actually existed for technically 11 years. A Realm Reborn was 2013. So Final Fantasy XIV now is about as old as uh, WoW was the last time it was relevant. No, WoW's relevant in the last, like, three years. (laughs) still really last three years wow has been like you know what we're gonna do for everybody we're gonna release a version that's like before we touched any of it yeah we're but go they back also they did come up with a new WoW expansion classic so and then we're gonna re-release wrath of the lich cake again i don't know if they actually did that because i don't pay attention to wow no they are i, I actually i don't to. play I've any never... mmo that Sorry. requires a, subs- a subscription fee. I play. I yeah, played WoW. I, recall... I don't play WoW now. So Go I ahead. recall there being a massive migration of people leaving WoW and going to FF14 this summer. That was, was that definitely a thing that happened. 
All, All right. I know is I believe it. from from the WoW perspective, I know that they are like from I have a friend or two that still sort of play every now and then, and they were saying that yeah, the the eventual plan is like they're gonna release the same sort of like expansions again for the classic version, except there are quality of life improvements. They didn't stick to like a hundred percent super grind fests as it was before, but it's still like less 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 i don't know quality of life than the original i don't know what they're doing really because i don't pay attention but that's what i've been told um i did mention genshin impact earlier for the in the best ongoing category but they actually did win best mobile game category so and you know what i think they won that category last year too and Mm -hmm. i still think that's they might have like uh all I'm things looking considered, at the, the other categories or into a goddamn phone still blows my mind. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I meant to say I'm looking at in the other like nominees. I'm not surprised that Genshin won. The other ones it are helps that they're consistently releasing better. new content. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like as far as even the the overarching story goes, like the main plot of the game, uh we're mm-hmm. not even halfway through, really. Like, there's probably another solid four, maybe five years before we get through the first arc of the game. Who knows? Great. Looking forward to episode 1000. Exactly. (laughs) When we will still be talking about it. In episode 1000, we'll be like, yes, and then the traveler went to the Shnizhnaya, and she fought the the Ice Archon. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, do mm-hmm. you remember when Zhong Li was released? He was such a sweet boy. Two he points. had no money and was stealing everything from my wallet. I want to. Oh, I want to say, yes. uh, relating to that, um, <laughs> I, in, in some sense, I hope when we're all old, we can get into the same seniors' home and have land parties. Oh, oh hell God, yeah. they better. I'll facilitate. Be the... I'll I'll bring out one of my old. My old uh, computers and be like, "Hey guys, I just installed no, the UT ninety nine server on this bad I'm boy." Saying, I'm saying that's gonna be the norm for our generation when we yeah. have to enter like assisted care facilities instead of like playing lawn bowling or whatever, eating pudding. And, we're gonna need uh, our VR helmets. Bowling. Yeah, we're ju- we're just gonna be gamers in, yeah. Yeah. and and w- essentially what all seniors homes will be or it's just like the home of retro gaming in land form i can't wait to see what like elderly like senior shit talking sounds like when we're locked in a horrible game of like whatever next you were born a noob and you'll die a noob (laughs) that's what i'm locked in your trash lane there buddy you're so poo-poo at this game that you poo-pooed your depends. You need That's more you. fiber in your diet, sir. <laughs> God. Oh my oh, God. What's that? I oh, think I'm death fun is thinking coming. About our retirement days. <laughs> Wonderful. Oh my God. It's it's going to be a riot. It's going yep. to be a riot. And maybe there will be riot games there. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Speaking Who of knows? mobile games. Uh. Oh, this was also an announcement that I thought it was kind of interesting. I'm looking forward to the potential of it. Um, Google Play is bringing their Android game library to Windows. Uh, I don't know exactly all the mobile games because I don't. 
I've said I don't play mobile games. This is. So the only mobile Thanks, game that Google. I kind of play, <laughs> the only mobile game that I kind of play, is uh, is Fate Grand Order, and even that I've really fallen out of. I've I, I just haven't been playing it very much in the last year because Genshin is like, I only have room for one gotcha in my life. Uh, but one thing that I've really wanted to do, the one one thing that I really like about this is being able to play it on the PC. Maybe I can just mess around with it with my mouse, whatever, have a good time, do it while other, playing mm-hmm. other things. One thing that I've wanted to do for quite a while is uh, stream Fate Grand Order. When I first started streaming, I would stream Fate Grand Order uh, from my Galaxy S7. Ooh. And the thing about mobile game streaming is it depends so much on your phone, what you're going to do. And so right now I have the Google uh, Pixel 4a and I've been like, you know what? I want to, there's a uh, fate go event that I want to stream. Let's Mm -hmm. see what I can do about it. And so I've had two phones before this that I was able to stream fate go with. I had my galaxy S seven and I had my uh, razor phone. And so with my galaxy S seven, it stopped supporting MHL, I think with the galaxy S five. And so Miracast was the best way to stream from that, from the Galaxy S7. And that was a wireless thing. And so I had to hunt down a very specific Wi-Fi card that would be able to work with the Miracast and uh, get the video from my Galaxy S7 to my PC. Very annoying. And then I upgraded to the Razer phone. Guess what the Razer phone didn't work with? Miracast. Ah. And so I had to get a capture card for it and a USB-C to HDMI cable. Great. There's so much more that I can do with that too. And I never really took advantage of that. I still have the capture card. I've barely used it. Uh, Oof. But Pixel 4a, it's like, okay, well, I have the Miracast thing. Let's try that. Doesn't work. No bother. No bother. I have the capture card and the USB-C thing. Uh-huh. doesn't work uh-huh. and i'm googling it and and everything i google is like yeah the hardware technically supports it if you put a rom on the pixel 4a you might be able to get USB-C hdmi to work but really really uh google wanted to to advertise their cast feature their screen casting feature and i'm like well okay i have I have the Miracast. Why doesn't it work? And it's like, yeah, Google doesn't support Miracast. It's an old standard that no one likes anymore. So it existed on smart TVs like five years ago. It's not that old. What the hell? No, it's and, old. But then five it was like super old. Ah, but people, Google wants you to do the cast feature to the uh, to the the Chromecast. And I'm like, wait a minute. I have a Chromecast. If I plug the Chromecast into my capture card. Will that work? Please tell me it worked. Hell no. Why would that would have been magical. Why would, it be the, why would it be that easy? Because, because Chromecast is like, oh, I see you're using a silly little capture card, but I can be used to play copyright content, so I don't want to let you do anything. And it's like, God damn it, Google. Please. Why? But I finally found a solution. 
Oh. I finally found a way to do the thing. Stop and having all desires. I need to do it is a USB-C cable. Oh. Wait, and what? it goes like this. First, first, you have to put the phone in developer mode. And okay. make sure a feature called USB debugging is on. Did you know that used to be part of the standard dropdown on your phone? Oh, yeah. I, I used to use it. Now you have to go into a like, secret part of the phone, tap on a, on a field that doesn't look like a button a hundred times, and then it's like, oh, you're a developer now, Jimmy. And uh, after you do that, after you enable the thing, there is one program that you can use called SCR copy or screen copy. Mm-hmm. And you just double click the thing and it launches on your computer. And it's Amazing. like, here's your screen. And I'm like, holy shit, this is perfect. This is exactly Amazing. what I wanted. And then I'm looking wow. at it. I was like, wait, where's the sound? Oh. And so I d- double check the, the GitHub page of this program. And it's like, yeah, we don't support sound. No, get, 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 get wrecked. Sound scrub. is for. And I'm like, sound well, what do I do? Sound is for rich people. The next line down was like, well, use this other program called SND copy or sound copy. Oh and I'm my like, oh, goodness, okay. why? Works exactly the same way, and you can use them both at the same time. Oh my god. Why couldn't you just but have them together, catch. packaged together? The sound copy is like half a second off. Oh, that's going to annoy the... Half a second off of the... But here's the thing for nice. streaming. In, in streaming, you can add a render delay to the video... And because the video and the audio are separate, the render delay will act separately, right? Okay. So I can manually sync them up in OBS, even though for me, the experience will be horrible. And the audience will never know. Well, rip. But hey, now your audience will know just how much you sacrifice for them. And that's if I decide to stream uh, mobile games at all. I don't know if I will. (laughs) But the fact that Horrible I was able Genshin. to finally Genshin's figure it out, mobile game. I feel so, my brain grew so large that it cracked my skull open a little bit. <laughs> Is that why you can Wait. run a, a Minecraft server now? Because uh, we play Minecraft? I play Minecraft. Yes. Actually, I need to quickly bitch about Minecraft real quick here. Do it. Which is, I love me some Minecraft. The people should know. I have loved uh-huh. Minecraft from, from the very beginning. Since I could, you could get a beta account, and once you got that beta account, you were promised that for all your days, you would not be charged for another version of Minecraft, and they have oh, held their promise so far. But in the time since it used to be owned by Mojang, this Minecraft, and it was as it was created by Mojang, and the account you had was a Minecraft account. And then they asked you to change to a Mojang account. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. I don't know why they wanted me to do that, but I did it anyways. Because I just wanted to keep on playing my Minecraft. Then mine, then Minecraft was purchased by Microsoft. And then I was like, okay, we shall see where this goes. But they haven't taken away from the game yet. I still have access to the game. They haven't charged me for anything. But then they asked me to migrate to... The, Mo- the Mojang account to a Minecraft account. And I was Microsoft like... Microsoft Store account, you mean? Sort of, yes. The Microsoft Store account. But before that, it was actually just a Microsoft account. It wasn't a Microsoft Store account yet. There is actually a small distinction. And therein lines my bitchery. I, I, migra- have... I migrated to the Minecraft account. Sorry, go ahead. 
I have a tangential rant about this. Keep going. Okay. I'm migrated to the Microsoft account, pre-Microsoft Store account. And I was like, okay, this is good. And I can still play. And this was maybe about a year, year and a half ago, something like that. And I, you know, would hop on and do the crafting in the mines. Now, recently, I had to go to, well, I have an Xbox Live account now. And I'm been, I've been playing like Forza and stuff. And then Microsoft, prior to this most recent patch, 1.18, they asked to update your launcher. And I was like, okay, I'll update my launcher. They want to unify launchers. That's actually something they've been working on for a while. Uh, because if anyone who is in Minecraft knows, there's like Minecraft Java, which is the one I play. And, my, uh, and then there's like Bedrock Edition and the Windows Edition and so on and so forth, which the ones are I don't play. But they've been wanting to unify the launcher because one day they do want to unify the editions. Maybe not all of them, but they are trying to. It's like a, you know, still years away, I think, from doing. But in doing so, when they asked me to do the new launcher, I was like, fine, whatever. Just give me my, give me my fix. And I got the uh, uh, notification that I needed to come off of the Microsoft Store. And I was like, fine, I have Microsoft Store because, again, I have Xbox Live uh, games that I play. And they're like, here, here's your new launcher. And I was like, okay, this is fine. Except for some reason, and I know this to be a certain fact, when I switched my, I have like a gaming email versus like my personal regular life email and all that kind of stuff. I know for sure that the Mojang account email and the Microsoft non-store uh, email on the gaming account was registered to my gaming email. But now it's registered to my personal uh, email, which I do not want. And I don't know what I can do about it. Like I've emailed them, but they've been like, maybe we fix it. I don't know. And now Man. I'm worried that I'm going to lose track of... Because, like, I have stuff on that account. Because there are account-bound stuff. And I don't know what I'm going to do with or without that kind of thing. I was just like, I've had it for years. I don't want to let go of it. Man, fuck Microsoft. It is too complicated for this game of craft. I just want to mine and build and craft. Is that too much to ask? On like the, with the game email that's, address account that I wanted? With the game that's well, like 14 years old almost, I was going to say a little bit of account fuckery is allowed. That's not too... But no, the way that you're describing it, it's like, that's... That sounds I made like sure. teeth. Every I made time I open sure it up, that the email address was tied to the, the gaming account before uh -huh. I switched over. Not necessarily even before I switched over because I was thinking of switching over. It was just because... I made it sure that it was registered that way so that mm -hmm. I assumed Microsoft would just be like, oh, this user has this email account, so let's pair it with that email account that is obviously for this game that we own now. What do you think, Nancy? I think, I think Microsoft accounts need to go die in a fire. So I recently purchased as a gift Purchased. for my mother. A new laptop. 
And of course, what you do as the tech literate ones in the family is you open it up, you set it up, you get all the install updates, blah, blah, blah. Everything ready before you give it to Mummy Dearest so she can open it up and just start using it. There was like two things I needed to do when I got it actually to her house. One was to mm -hmm. set up a password and the other one was to make it easy for her to actually log in. So yay, we got everything done. But... Mm -hmm. When you are setting up Windows for the first time on a brand new laptop, and I should have known, should have known, because I have had to reset my laptop six times in the last year, as we've covered over our previous sagas. Mm -hmm. I should have known, I should have remembered, that when you do the installation steps during the out-of-box experience, do not give the installer internet access yet when it asks you. It's like the second question it asks you. It's like, oh, let's get you on the uh, the old internet there. And then you go, oh, yeah, there's my Wi-Fi. I type in my Wi-Fi password. And then it shunts you to the make an account for this computer. And you're like, fudge. And you, know, it, you can't back up either. You can't take it offline. The only way you can take it offline is to go and just, like, turn your router off. So it's like, all right, well... I could do that. The installer's smart enough to tell when the when the internet's just gone. Because if you don't have an internet connection, then it's like, oh, okay, I'll let you have a local account for now. And then what you do is you never give it a Microsoft account to tie into. So we did. We turned the router off for like a minute. And then suddenly the installer fast forwards and is asking you, all right, log in. And you're like, with what account? Like, I don't mm -hmm. know, does it does Windows make a default? That, like, I don't know, but it's asking me to log in and we didn't give it a user. What do we do? Cue like two days of me trying to Google for how to do like a hard factory reset on a brand new laptop. Brand new, haven't done anything to it other than try to walk through the out of box experience. And it was just, Ugh! and this was just because the installer forces you to have a Microsoft account. Microsoft accounts and go burn and fire. Yep. This is my TED Talk. I hear it's even worse now with Windows 11 than it was with Windows 10. And <sighs> Windows want... 10 and Windows 8 did not make it easy to just make a local account. I don't want a Microsoft account. Please, Microsoft. Please stop. Get some help. Please. Just, just stop it. Get some help. Get some I help just want to mine and... the craft my god Just get some help so and then come back and listen to next week's podcast episode i think that by the way uh that will probably be the last episode of the year we'll probably take a quick break for the holidays so yeah we'll catch you next time and then don't freak out if we don't have an episode after that we'll have one in the new year 2022 okay brand that, new that spanking episodes spanky danky see you next week Spanker. Merry bye Christmas, bye. happy holidays, take care of yourselves. Be good-ish. Wait, I don't need to say that yet. It's next episode I need to say that. Damn. <laughs>